Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Circle Time. It's just us. It's just me and my beautiful, sweet circlers. And I'm just so happy to be with you guys. It's, I haven't done a solo episode in a few weeks. And I've missed you. I've missed you so much. And I'm happy to be back. We're on the couch. We're hanging out. And it's just like going to be so nice to really catch up, really catch up because it's been, we haven't talked about so many exciting things and it's been, it's Monday right now, had a pretty exciting week last week. But before I tell you about like the most recent stuff that's happened to me, there is something that we need to discuss. And I've gotten a lot of questions and concerns about it. Well, I wouldn't say concerns. Well, I don't know. I went to the AMAs and I was in the same room as Taylor Swift. And I did get a lot of DMs and a lot of questions and a lot of people asking if I was okay. I was. But so this is what happened. So I, I know, I know my girl. Actually, I had a fucking weird ass dream about Taylor Swift last night. Like so weird. I'll tell you about that in a second. But I and like not good weird, like kind of gave me the ick. But that's totally that's a story for 10 minutes from now. I basically every time like and I'm sure you guys can relate like when you go to any sort of concert or event, like whatever it is, like anytime I go to a concert, I'm like, what if Taylor Swift comes out or like what if Drake comes out? I just, I'm always like, my brain is always doing the most. Like I'm always getting my hopes up like way too much, which is an issue. And I know I shouldn't do it. I do it with everything. I always get my hopes up. I know I shouldn't do that. But every single time I go somewhere, I'm like, oh my God, well, they might bring Taylor Swift out. And I have about 14 reasons why Taylor Swift is going to come out. And it never usually happens because what, like, why would it? But when we were going to the AMAs, I was like, listen, 
there is a really good chance that she is going to grace us with her presence. She went to another award show. I mean, like she was nominated for like all too well, Taylor's version and like red Taylor's version, all that kind of stuff. And like, those are really special to her. And I feel like she's just like really making her presence known again with the concert, with the tours and just everything. Like I just, I just feel like she's not hiding, you know? And I just like, I saw that she was at some other award show. And when I looked up like who was nominated for the AMAs and I saw her and I saw that it was for all too well, I was like, holy shit, this beautiful bitch is going to show up. So we do the red carpet, which I say that like, it's like, so like, ugh. so we like do the red carpet. (laughs) No, I mean, that was like, it's just like so nerve wracking and like so awkward. Like, I was happy with the way my hair and makeup turned out. Carly Fisher and Kylie Fitz, who did my hair and makeup, were like the fucking best. Like, I've never been that happy with how my hair and makeup, like getting my hair and makeup done professionally, and they crushed it. And like, I loved my dress. Janelle, who styled me, was amazing. And like, it was, it was great, you know? I was feeling good. But the minute you step onto that, red carpet it is like you feel like so stupid (laughs) like I'm just kind of like standing there and you're like why am I here you know and everybody's taking pictures of everybody and everybody like Cody's like being interviewed and I'm like standing behind him but like I don't want to be in the background of the interview but I don't know where else to stand and I want to like make it seem like I'm doing something so I'm like looking around It's just like so awkward and intimidating. So I'm already like overwhelmed. And then you just go in and it's just like a theater, you know, and you go in and it's like they have like alcohol and popcorn and candy, like food. It's just like a theater. And so we go, we're like, we're going to grab some food and go sit in our seats. And they're like, no, you can't bring food into the theater. And I'm like, okay. So then we just stood by a trash can and like ate popcorn in this like waiting area with everybody. And like, I had a couple drinks and I was like, okay, Taylor Swift's obviously like, Kelsey, you've done it again. You've gotten your hopes up. Just eat your popcorn and shut the fuck up at this point. And so we are standing there eating our popcorn. I'm making a goddamn mess. It's getting all over the floor. I don't know, whatever. So we go and we sit down and we're sitting there. And all of a sudden, like you're sitting there and there is just like a bunch of commotion because it's like they're filming it for TV, you know? So like there's commercial breaks and like during the commercial breaks, there's like seat fillers coming in and like filling up. Like it's just like not as glamorous as it seems like it is and so like it's a commercial break and we're standing we're kind of like by an entrance and we're sitting there and like I just look over and Taylor Swift is being like escorted in like literally Taylor Swift like actual legitimate Taylor Swift you know at the at the award show in front of my face like 
I'm standing there and she's walking in and like I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I like grab onto Cody and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like truly just in complete and utter shock. Obviously I start crying. Nothing too like I wasn't like <laughs> like sobbing, you know, but like tears had formed. I had like one or two graceful tears trickling down my face. Kind of cute, you know, kind of chic. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I was genuinely in shock, which is an issue because like, if I ever do meet her, which I probably won't, but what if I did, you know, I wouldn't be able to talk. And I have so much to say, like, thank you. I love you. I don't even know what my life would have been like if I never discovered Taylor Swift's music. Oh my God, I'm starting to get stupid and sappy, but I'm just like, that's what I would say, but I don't even know if I'd be able to say anything because she just walked into the same room that I was in and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like couldn't fucking speak, like couldn't compose myself. And like for poor Cody, like he knows it's exciting, you know, but he like can't, completely grasp how exciting it is you know what I mean and so like he's like yeah it's crazy oh my god oh my god but like I know that he like really doesn't get it which is fine he's not supposed to but it's just like I was just like freaking out and then I'm like okay I have to go I have to go down there and say hi and then of course everybody and their fucking mom is trying to get down there and it's just like it's the same thing that I was talking about that other episode where it's like okay, like everybody's trying and I just feel like I'm just one of everybody trying and like I might have been a fan for a really, really long time and like a genuine fan and like it's deeply ingrained in who I am as a human and it always has been. But like that doesn't, that doesn't translate. Like these people are pushing and shoving, just trying to get like the damn TikTok. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not that competitive. I'm not gonna like, hurt people to get down to see another person like it just is weird to me and so like everybody's like pushing and shoving trying to get down there and I'm like just let her be like she doesn't want that and we got to respect her like space and she had like four bouncers around her as she's sitting there so basically what they did was every time she was nominated for something she would walk in sit down accept her award I got to watch her do award acceptance speeches live which like I remember I used to sit at my couch and watch her accept awards like at the AMAs or the Grammys or whatever it is and I would cry every time I just was like oh my god she's she's such an eloquent speaker and I'm just so happy she won and then I got to see it live and it was like the coolest thing ever but I don't know I just was just happy to be there and so they'd rush her in she'd accept the award she'd get the award and then she'd leave she stayed at the end like to watch a performance but generally it was pretty hard it would be pretty hard to get to her because she was just surrounded by bouncers and like people who worked for the show and like she wasn't just sitting there the whole time you know so no I did not meet her I got a lot of questions about that I got a lot of people asking if I met her unfortunately I did not but it was still like really really cool and like just so special it really was like I 
seeing her walk in, I was just like, holy shit. It was just so cool. So that is a little AMA's recap because I didn't get to do that with you guys for whatever reason. But now I did. And another fun and exciting thing that happened this weekend was Cody DJed. He has been filming this video for a couple weeks and he learned how to DJ Dylan Francis, who is an incredible DJ, came over and taught him. So Cody booked a show at Winston House, which is this like club in Venice that we have frequented before and he performed and it was so goddamn cool. I was like, kind of like, what the fuck do I expect out of this? Like, I have no idea what it's like to be a DJ wife, but I got to do it and I got to do it well. And I think I really committed. I mean, I was pretty drunk, honestly, but like the best kind of drunk. I was just so excited to see Cody up there. It was so cool. And like all of his best friends were there. All of my best friends were there. Like it was just like, so fun and so cool to just like watch him do this thing that he just learned and like was good at and it was just so much fun and we had the best time and then Dylan Francis came on and they DJed together for a little bit after Cody's set and yeah I took my role as DJ wife very seriously I I guess DJ fiance we are not yet married but I was up with all of our friends and then I went down and like stood by the tables for a bit. And then I was like, okay, I want to go back up. And so the girl who was like working at the club was like, okay, just go out this door and go around to the front door and they'll let you in. Cause like I had like a certain wristband and I was like, totally, totally got this. For some reason I was drinking vodka Red Bulls, by the way, like I'm like 16 sneaking into a club, but so I was like, okay, totally got this. Go around to the front door. So little did I know that in between the door that I came out of and the front door of the club, which I thought was just one area, there's a door to a hostel for people who are like coming to visit Venice. So she tells me to go to the front door. So I go to the front door thinking that it's the door to the club. And I'm like, there's a guy standing outside smoking a cigarette. I thought he was like the bouncer. And I was like, hi. Hey, I just pick up my fucking wrist to show my wrist man like, hey, let me in. Do you hello? And he was like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, it's my wristband to get back in. And he was like, I don't I don't know what that is. And I was like, my fiance is DJing right now. Please. And he was like, you're at the wrong door. And I was like, what are you talking about? They told me to come around and come to the front. Like, I wasn't being mean. I was more like, hello. I went, I approached with like all of this like drunk girl confidence. Like, here's my band. And then he was like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, please, please, sir, just let me in. And he was like, no, like you're at the wrong place. Are you trying to go into the hostel? Do you want to come into the hostel with me? And I was like, no. I don't want to go into the hostel with you, sir. And he was like, you want to go to that door? Apparently there's a door in between the back door and the front. Like it was, she, the girl should have been more specific. Like don't go to the hostel, but I'm not pointing fingers here, but that was awkward. So then I went to the front door and then I did get let in and I did get to see the rest of his set. But I was really worried that I was going to miss his set and be in the hostel. 
I thought that guy was going to kidnap me and bring me to the hostel. But he was pretty nice for someone who an annoying drunk girl was approaching, waving her wrist around in his face. And he was just trying to smoke a cigarette and visit Venice Beach, California. But that's besides the point. So the rest of the night was super fun. We like celebrated and partied and like it was just like a genuinely good night. Like every picture from that night, I'm like cheesing so hard. Like it was just the best and it was so cool to watch Cody DJ. And then the next day I was quite hungover. Honestly, I don't usually get very hungover. You guys have seen one of my bad hangovers and that was after Halloween, but it was pretty bad. I don't know why exactly. I did get up on Friday after we went to bed at like 4 a.m., but I got up on Friday and I did Pilates. So go me. But then I was pretty a mess for the rest of the day. But we had to go to Sacramento. We had to go to Sacramento because Cody was supposed to run a marathon with his family and he got injured. So he didn't run. But his mom, dad and brother-in-law were all still running the marathon in Sacramento. So we went up to hang out with them and support them. And it was fun. I'd never been to Sacramento. I did not know what to expect, but we like walked like not the length of the marathon. We didn't walk 26 miles, but we walked like some of the course and we walked through so many neighborhoods and it was really beautiful. So that was fun. And now we're back and we're ready to take on this week. We've got an exciting week coming up. My bridal shower is on Saturday. And I am like kind of nervous. It's like the first because it's like I invited like all of the women who are coming to the wedding for the most part. And so like I am kind of just like interested to see how everybody like my bridesmaids and my friends and like my mom's friends and stuff like that, like how everybody's going to interact. But like it's going to be kind of fun and like Cody's mom and sister are coming into town and his aunts are coming into town from Calgary and his cousin's coming into town from San Francisco and like I'm just really excited and like my mom and Emma who you guys met last week are putting it on together and it's gonna be fun I'm kind of nervous but I think it's gonna be great and Cody and I are in like the final stretches of wedding planning now so it's pretty crazy we're getting married in the new year, but we're almost there. It's approaching. And so that's that. We're really excited. But that is kind of like my update for you all. And yeah, I'll let you know how the bridal shower goes and what to expect. And then we're going and doing like the food tasting and the place settings and all of that stuff. So that's all happening this week. So crazy. We are getting married circlers, but I'm still like also like young and fun. So don't get it fucking twisted. Okay. Speaking of which, should we answer? Should we do some story times? We haven't done story times in a minute. It has been so long. And I feel like I owe it to you guys to do like a good amount of story times. So let's get into it. I want to do like a lot of, not a lot, but I want to do more voicemails than we usually do because we haven't done it in a while and we got to catch back up because you all are leaving such nice voicemails and I want to help or try to and do some fun stories. So here we go. Let's pick a couple. 
Oh, wait. Sorry. One more thing before we do our story time. One more kind of like update for you. It's not really an update, but remember the fall bucket list that I failed at finishing? Well, guess what, babies? We've got a winter bucket list. Hell yeah. So on this winter bucket list, because as we know, it's not technically winter yet, but we are in December. So now we can start celebrating the holidays. We have a winter bucket list. Here it is. On this winter bucket list, we have things like decorate the house, drink hot cocoa, kiss under the mistletoe, Christmas party, wear matching Christmas pajamas, build a snowman, which I don't have snow here, but I can do that when I go to Canada, Uh, send Christmas cards, eat candy canes, hang stockings, hang ornaments, listen to Christmas music, just like fun shit like that. And so I'm going to make a list. Well, this is the list, but I'm going to write it all out. And we're going to check everything off our winter bucket list together. Okay, so give me updates when you're doing it. And I'm also doing Vlogmas this year. So I'll be posting a vlog pretty much every day. So you can go on my YouTube channel and look at those. And I'll be doing all of the bucket list stuff. So yeah, there we have it. Now, without further ado, let's get into our goddamn voicemails. Because it has really been a minute. Okay. And remember, I haven't heard any of these before, but I don't even know what I was going to say there. I haven't heard any of these before, but they're always great. And so I'm excited to hear them. Hi, Kelsey. So first of all, I just want to say how much I love your podcast. It became my comfort podcast so quickly. So thank you so much. My question- That makes me really happy. How do you navigate the feeling of getting older. I'm 24. I'm going to be 25 in a few months. And over the last year, I've really started to realize like, damn, I'm not 17 anymore. I'm not 20 in college. I'm 24. I'm married. I have a job. I have three cats and I'm an adult. I mean, there still is part of me that feels like I'm 17 but I know I'm not. And it brings kind of a sense of sadness in a way. So how do you navigate that feeling of transitioning from like teenager, early 20s to being an adult? Oh, Maya, that was a great question. And it's really odd, funny, because I was just like, I'm getting married, but I'm also young. (laughs) So good timing. It's a really good question. I think that something that like always makes me feel better is like thinking more about just how I feel rather than like, I think so many times people focus on just like a number. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm 24 or I'm 29. You guys remember my little like moment when I was turning 29 or I'm 31 or whatever it is. And I think people see a number and they think that they think about all of these like preconceived notions that they had about what was their life was going to be like at that number. Like, oh, well, I'm 27. And I thought when I was 27, I was already going to have my person and I was going to be on my way to being married and having babies, whatever it is. But I think I've realized lately that like, it's not like age truly is just a number. And it 
we have to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to be at a certain place by a certain age because there are legitimately no rules. And like we just, society has just told us or just we just think that we should be doing these things at this certain time. But like there are no rules. And I think that it's so much more important to be doing things that make you happy and spending your time with people that make you happy and working a job that doesn't make you miserable every single day. And, you know, like living the life that you want to live regardless of how old you are. Because if you just do things because you think that you should be doing them at a certain age, eventually that won't satisfy you, you know? And so I think like, it is sad, you know, we're not 17 anymore. We're not 20 anymore. And I think it's, instead of just thinking of it as sad, it's like, damn, I I got to experience so much great things or 17 taught me so much, 20 taught me so much. And like, I'm so thankful for that chapter. And now I'm here because of that. And yeah, we're becoming adults and we're growing up and we're doing adult things and lives are changing, but it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. They're not changing in a bad way. They're just growing, you know? And I just think that like, we have to remember to give ourselves grace and we have to remember that there are no rules and it's exciting that you're an adult. It's exciting that you're married. It's exciting that you have three cats and you get, you're going to get to experience so many fun, more fun and exciting things now as you continue to get older that you couldn't even do when you were 17 or 20, you know? It's kind of awesome that we're growing up and we're doing different things. And if we stayed the same, then it just wouldn't be fun anymore. So you're not... Old is a fucking concept, okay? And we're all young and fun, (laughs) but we're all just... I just don't want you to have make that be a sad thing have it be something that you can celebrate that part of your life and now think about how many amazing things you're doing it's amazing that you're married and that you have three cats and you're 24 like embrace it you know and grow with that and think of all the things that you can do now that you're 24 and married and have three cats and i'm excited for us all to continue to grow together and experience things in life that might be scary or seem adult, but they're just new, exciting chapters. And that doesn't mean that you're not young and fun and hot and smart and with it, you know? We're just growing, but we're still all of those things. I mean, I hope that helped you. That helped me because I feel like I needed that too. So next up. Hey Kelsey, my name's Julia. I recently moved to a new city and I'm almost 27 years old trying to make friends. I use Bumble BFF and it's kind of cool, you know, it's like a dating app, but for friends. I was wondering if you were to make a Bumble BFF profile, what would you put in your profile? And if you were looking for friends, like what were would be something you look for in someone's profile? That is a really good question. Wow. I mean, 
I I think I would probably put in my profile like something just kind of I would try to show my sense of humor because I think I think that that's a really important thing. You have to laugh with your friends and you don't want to like say something that might like completely offend someone that you're like hanging out with. You know what I mean? So I would try and be like show my truest form of my sense of humor and my truest form of myself. I think those two kind of go hand in hand. I would also just like kind of put what I like to do on the weekends and the kind of thing that the kind of like activities that make me happy because I also think like it's hard. It's a good thing to meet people who do things that are different from you because you could like grow and like make new hobbies and like learn how to do something that you might not have known before. But also you want to make sure that like you guys have similar interests and similar values and beliefs and stuff like that. So I would probably be probably put I mean, I probably wouldn't want to get too like political or anything, but I also like wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want to be around people who believe certain things that I don't believe, you know, or vice versa. So I would probably, I don't know. I think like I've, I've never been on a dating app or I've never been on like Bumble BFF, but I feel like I would kind of just try and put it all out there. Like my who I really am because that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna meet the right people you know and the people that you actually want to be around but you want to you want to surround yourself with people who you feel who make you feel like the most yourself like I feel like my friends that I surround myself with now like see I just feel so myself like there's never a second where I'm trying to be someone who I'm not because I know that they want me to be a certain way, if that makes sense. Like I, I just am being myself. And I feel like if you're honest about who you are from the beginning, you're going to find people who match that energy, you know, and who love you for you. So I would just like really try to be myself on there. And that's what I would look for in someone too. Like I love just like honest, real I love fucking real people. No, but like I just love people who are who are like confident in who they are. And so I just think it's so cool if someone's like, no, I like this. I'm into this and this is my sense of humor and here's who I am. And like they're just like sure of themselves. Like I think that's really cool. So that's probably what I would look for and what I would try to make happen on my profile if I if I was making one. But good luck. I mean, I think it's so awesome. I think so many times people think that like they have to have already made their best friends in the whole world by like college or something. And I think a lot of people do. And I think that's really cool. And I have friends from college. I mean, you met Emma last week, but I just, I think that like when people get to be in their like mid twenties, they tend to think that it's too late to find true good friends and that is just not true at all you can find really really amazing friendships I mean think about it like when you get older you get more sure of yourself and sure of who you are and sure of what you believe in and I think that you just are able to find so many like grown-up real honest friendships because of that whereas like if you meet someone in high school or college 
a lot of times you're growing and you're changing and you grow and change into different people, which is also okay. And also doesn't mean that you can't be friends with someone regardless of that. Sorry, there's a cat climbing. Oh, oh did you hear that? Okay, anyway. So I think that, yeah, it's like you're even more sure of who you are. So therefore you're going to attract the same type of person. And I think that that is really awesome. So good luck. All righty, let's do another one. Want to hear some purring? Okay, never mind. He didn't really purr into the mic, probably because he doesn't know what a mic is. Here we go. Hi, Kelsey. My name is Sophie, and I'm from San Antonio. I love the podcast. Love your YouTube. You're killing it. My question today is about self-love and self-acceptance. I was just kind of wondering what your journey has been with both of those and if you have any tips and tricks to share with us. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hi, Sophie from San Antonio. I really appreciate the kind words and you calling and asking this because I think that this is like one of the most important lessons that we can learn and it's something that you that I like haven't completely figured out by any means but I think that like it's something that you continue to learn and figure out is the self-love journey you know I I think that what really helped me was just thinking about the fact that it's kind of the same concept as like thinking of your younger, hang on, sorry, my cat stole our journal questions. Um, it is kind of like the same thing as thinking about, you know, that like trend that's going on about where it's like, do it for your young, little you and it shows like a baby picture of you. That That was not exactly like how I would think about it, but what I would realize is that like, or what I when I realized this, it really helped. And that is that I, through, through everything, through school, I mean, through being a literal child, through school, through, you know, mean girls in elementary school, through your first heartbreak, through your high school dance that nobody asked you to, through college, through losing your virginity, through the first time you ever got drunk, through your first love, through, you know, the guy that really broke your heart, through the guy that cheated on you, through like ups and downs with your family, through death, through so much. Like, the only thing that's consistent is you. And I think that we focus so much on our relationships with other people, but that's not where your happiness needs to come from because that's not what's consistent. What's consistent is you and your brain and your heart and like who you are as a person. And like that is the thing that's not going anywhere. So that is what you should be taking care of. That is 
what you should be treating with the utmost kindness and respect and love like you have got yourself so you should be wanting to make that relationship with yourself as strong as it possibly can be so no matter what you're going through you know you got yourself and that's not to say like you can't depend on other people and your relationships with other people i just more so mean that like you have to be able to count on yourself and love yourself because you're you're stuck with you. So why not make that relationship as strong and as fulfilling as it can be? And and you can find other stuff, you know, that makes you happy and other people that make you happy and things that make you happy obviously. Obviously. But you can't disregard yourself and your relationship with yourself for those other people and things. You have to always hold your relationship with yourself to the highest like form, you know, if that makes sense, just because you have to love yourself and it has to come from you because you always have got you, you know, and you have to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a friend. And I like, there are so many times where like, just like, even with my girlfriends, like, my friends will say certain things or I'll even say a certain thing about myself and I'll be like, I would never say that about one of my friends. I think my friends are the most beautiful, amazing, wonderful people ever. So why would I say that about myself when I, I've been with myself through everything? Why would I talk about the person that's been with me through everything the way I'm talking about that, about them, you know? So that's always what I try to remember. And I feel like, there was just like one day I was in college and I was, I went to a commuter school and so I was sitting in my car and all of my friends from high school were like at different schools and we were all still friends. I had friends, but like I was spending a lot of time with myself. It was before I joined my sorority. It was, I, I don't know. I was just, I was spending a lot of time with myself and I was sitting in the car with myself like by myself. And I was thinking like, damn, I'm just hanging out with myself and that's totally fine. And I don't know, when I started to think about it like that, then I was like, I'm hanging out with me. We're friends. I gotta be nice to me, you know? And that like changed my relationship with myself, I feel like, and it's helped me always have kind of a strong sense of self through things. And I think, I don't know if any of that made sense, but it's always what helps me. And so I really hope that it helps you guys. And it's not like I have it all figured out because I definitely, definitely have times where like I am, I wouldn't say like the kindest to myself, you know, but I always try to remind myself of that. And I think it really helps. So yeah, I love you. And I love that question. And let's do, let's do another. Maybe one more. I'm kind of giving longer answers, I feel like, than I normally do. Hi, Kelsey. My name's Isabel. I'm currently doing a gap year because I graduated high school last June. 
but I feel so pressured to go to college. Deep down, I kind of want to because I know it's the best way to get a really solid career. And my parents really want me to go, you know, all of that stuff. But I've never been good at school. It's always been a source of immense anxiety and depression for me. And I don't even know what I'd study if I went to college. So if you have any advice on anything to do with college, really, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, that's all. I love your podcast. Bye. Okay. I love this question too. I think when it comes to school and stuff, I do think that it's not for everybody. I think some people are... First of all, I think it's great that you can acknowledge like that school does not create like a healthy mindset for you because I feel like sometimes people just push that down and don't accept that. So I really think like that you're doing the right thing for yourself by not putting yourself in in that situation. But I also get where you're coming from about wanting to go, you know, for a career and all of that stuff, but I think like if school causes you immense anxiety, it's not worth putting yourself in that situation. And I think people just kind of the same thing with the age thing. Like you just think that you should or you think that it makes you better when, I mean, like having a, like going to school or not doesn't mean that you're not smart. It doesn't mean that you're not capable. It doesn't mean that you can't get a good job. I think sometimes it's just not for everyone. I really do believe that. And I feel like what you can do because you do, it sounds like you are interested in doing doing it, you know, for your career and whatnot. And so I think that if, why not, instead of like go to school full time, why not pick a couple of things that you're interested interested in? no matter what it is, no matter if people, it's one of those things that people say like, oh, how are you going to make a career out of that? There are no rules. There are no rules. And there are so many jobs and careers and you can like, you can do anything you want to do. I really believe that. So why don't you take a few things that you're interested and research just like one-off kind of like classes on those things and try and take those and see where that leads you because maybe that could lead you into realizing that you're into something else or it can lead you into taking more classes about that thing. So I would just maybe pick a couple interests, things that like you genuinely enjoy and that make you happy because I think going to school for those things will cause less anxiety. And you could take some one-off classes and you could just learn about whatever it is that you're genuinely curious to learn about. And you could grow a beautiful career from that. But you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're feeling immense anxiety and frustration and depression and all of those things just because you feel like you have to be going to school. You do not have to be doing anything that makes you feel that way. So don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Instead, dive into the things that you do enjoy. And I bet you, you will enjoy those like one-off classes more than just school in general. And it's going to be fine. You have to listen to yourself. And I think you're doing a good job at that. And so continue to do that and bring that into the classes that you choose. And yeah, 
It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And there we have it. Our story time of the week. I love doing those and I love talking with you guys. And I really hope that it's helpful. And I love hearing your stories and your voicemails. So continue to call. The link is in the description of the episode or the description of the video if you're watching the video. So you can find it pretty easily. Last but not least is journal time. I know we haven't done like pop culture stuff in a while, but I, like I said, I can only do it when it like really speaks to me. So journal time it is, and we have some winter themed journal questions for today. So let's get into it. What do you feel is the most important piece of winter clothing? And give three reasons why you think that. Oh my goodness. Okay. I kind of feel like it's a hat or like socks. Obviously like a jacket. I just feel like it's like, there are times when like I have a hat on and like I take it off for a second and like my ears are cold. My head is cold. Like keeping your ears cold and your feet cold, I feel like makes you so much warmer. So like I would go hat or socks. And three reasons why are because they, I just kind of said them actually. But like obviously a jacket, but like socks, like there have been times when I'm like, oh, socks aren't that important. And then I wear socks and there's like a little gap between my pant and my sock. And I'm like freezing cold, you know, or like if your feet are cold, it's just miserable. So I'm going hatter socks and don't come for me. I don't know what you'd come for me for, but just don't. Okay, please. Next up. Imagine you're in the Winter Olympics. What sport are you doing and why? Okay, right off the bat, I want to say luge. Like call me fucking crazy, but like how much fun does that look? Strapping into one of those things and sliding down at the speed of light. Like, I feel like you'd feel your stomach in your throat. And I fucking love that feeling. Like, I love when my stomach drops. Like, out of, like, when I'm on a ride. Like, not out of fear, but, like, when I'm on a ride and, like, my my stomach is, like, goes into my throat. You know that feeling? I love that feeling so much. So, I feel like luging would give you that feeling. I mean, it's kind of scary. But it looks like so much fun. I also, like, obviously ice skating. But like I used to be so I'm, I used to be like ride or die for ice skating when I was a kid. I also fucking love the Olympics. Like I love the Olympics. There is just something about it that like absolutely gets me going. I mean, I cannot get enough of the Olympics. Summer more than winter, but winter is still amazing. I mean, the skiing when they're going down the slope and then they jump off and they're like pizzaing in the air and they're like flying through the air on their fucking skis. I mean, I love that. I mean, I love the Olympics and I just like feel really passionately about that, obviously. And I used to love ice skating and it just doesn't like do much for me anymore. Everybody just seems kind of sad when they're ice skating for some reason. But it's still so cool, you know? Like, it's beautiful. Maybe I should focus focus in on it again and see if it, it excites me. 
the way that it used to. So yeah, that's what I would choose, Lu Jing. Next up, should we do one more? Should we do one more? What is your best winter vacation memory? My best winter vacation memory. So I'm from Los Angeles, so I didn't grow up in the snow or anything. But there was one year when I was in eighth grade where we went to Mammoth Mountain for a few days, like right before Christmas. And I learned how to ski or yeah, I took skiing lessons and I learned how to ski for the first time. It was kind of like my first time really spending any time in the snow. And I just loved it. I mean, obviously, like I'm in the mountains, I'm in the snow for the first time. It was just like the most magical thing ever. Like I just, it was such an awesome trip. I had the best time. And I finally, like last day, like kind of got good at skiing. Like I was like surprised with myself. Like I was like pretty confident. But the only time like my confidence would shine through is if I listened to Last Christmas, but the Ashley Tisdale version. So I would pop Last Christmas by Ashley Tisdale on my iPod mini. I had a light blue iPod mini and I would listen to it and I would just play it over and over and over again. I just remember like thinking I was like in the music video for Last Christmas by Ashley Tisdale and I was just fucking swerving through trees. Well, okay, so this is a thing. I think that the memory I have of it, like I was doing a lot better skiing than I actually was, but like I would feel so confident when she would come on last Christmas I mean right when I heard that first note it was like kind of like the pop version you know like it was like all like I think it started like that and as soon as I heard that I'm fucking swerving through trees skiing like it's my job and I was just having the best time and so now when I hear well sometimes I pop that song on you know, to get me going for the, for the winter. And I always feel like I'm, I'm unstoppable. And so that is my best winter vacation memory sponsored by last Christmas by Ashley Tisdale, the Ashley Tisdale version, because I know that's not the original version. And there we have it. That is the end of today's episode of circle time. And time just flew by as it always does. And I just love doing this so much. And I love talking to my beautiful circlers. And I hope that you're all having an amazing day wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I love you all so much. And I'll see you next time. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.